Hello and welcome back to the Narratives, a podcast where we try to understand what it's like to be a woman in India and how the same has an impact on the woman's mental health. I'm Shweta and with me I have Preeti and we are hosting you at the Narratives today. Every month at the Narratives we look at a different theme and we release two episodes that uncover different aspects of this theme. The theme for this month is unique circumstances of mothering. where we attempt to cover a few areas within maternal mental health research and practice that still don't get enough attention today we are going to be talking about single motherhood and the potential psychosocial factors that may influence a mother's mental health through the experience of single mothering their child According to a 2019-2020 report by the UN, the percentage of single mothers in India is gradually starting to increase. According to this report, about 4.5% or 13 million of the households in India are run by single mothers. This could be because of a varied set of reasons. Some articles in fact, uh, like the ones that throw light on the lived experiences of women, have also implicated that, you know, more and more women are starting to prioritize themselves over a marriage. We are slowly starting to see trends where women are more willing to leave abusive marriages or marriages that simply don't work instead of forcing themselves to stay on for the sake of their children. However, this report did not even include certain sections of the single mother population, like you know those who had lost custody of their child, which as put by an article in the Wire really does reflect this long-standing but unfortunate belief that being a non-custodial mother somehow implicates that you're not even a mother anymore. In fact I think it's also important to remember that this group of single mothers is in fact such a heterogeneous group. They may be individuals who have lost their partners, divorcees, single mothers by choice and even non-custodial mothers, right? Like I just mentioned just now. So each one of them have their own challenges, be it having to raise their children with absolutely no involvement from the partner or society shaming you for being a quote unquote bad mother simply because you chose yourself over an abusive relationship. Absolutely and that's so unfortunate right uh even in this article that i found uh, by better india they threw light on the stories of three single mothers in india and their experiences and this again uh, highlighted a lot of the factors that you were just talking about so this article brought out many many themes starting from how society shames women for parenting alone and for the circumstances that led to them parenting alone and even views them with unnecessarily high amounts of pity sympathy and even shock and contempt adding to this uh, we've been talking about uh, phenomenon such as mom guilt and mom poster syndrome quite a bit through our uh, social media at matra right Yeah exactly I mean I'm just going to like jump in and just summarize that in a few lines so mom guilt basically refers to this all pervasive you know these feelings of guilt that a mother might feel uh with respect to their own parenting skills so they might feel like they they're never doing a good job and that they're going to mess up their child's future and mom poster syndrome on the other hand is adapted from imposter syndrome and refers to well mothers feeling inadequate and constantly comparing themselves to uh, other mothers around them Yeah exactly and you know some mothers might even feel the need to overcompensate when they feel these emotions and they might you know overdo multiple things in this process while trying to make up for the absence of their partner for example they may try to overcompensate in order to make up for the absence of a father figure in their child's life and in fact this article by uh, this article in the times of india 
implicated that single mothers may experience and feel the lack of a safety net that they can fall back on and they may also feel extremely judged and go through a general lack of respect they might also have uh, to face this unnecessary social pressure of having to get remarried or married in order to you know justify their role as a mother furthermore many single mothers are also burdened by logistical and systemic constraints like the lack of time and financial resources the same article in the times of india also threw light on how single mothers may feel extremely high levels of guilt and experience a general difficulty in maintaining a healthy work life balance and you can imagine all of this coupled with the general difficulties in finding supportive child care services can make this experience really really taxing and concerning exactly so yeah i think you know that paints a rather grim picture right however i'm also sure that being a single mother probably comes with its own rewards right like beat about the independence it brings forth or even the unique mother child bond that it might lead to so i'm very interested to know about how we as a society can actually work towards bettering this experience and supporting uh, single moms right and to talk about that and all things related to the mental health of single mothers we are joined today by ms sukanya shrinivasanand ms sukanya is a seasoned psychotherapist with more than 18 years of experience she is a family therapist and has an independent clinical practice in bengaluru apart from individual and couples therapy sessions ms sukanya also runs group therapy sessions for anxiety depression end of life or terminal illness issues and single parents she is also empaneled with the indian institute of science iise Bang- bangalore as their consultant psychologist ms sukanya previously worked as a psychologist at the columbia asia hospital bangalore and as a therapist representing urco works at fidelity financial fidelity and symphony she has also worked as an eap or employee assistance program counselor for 121help.net and a content writer on mental health issues she was a part of the expert panel in 2014 with the department of epidemiology center for public health nimhans bangalore on ua spandana an innovative program for youth mental health using an empowerment model implemented across 30 districts of karnataka ms sukanya follows an eclectic approach to treatment and uses a variety of therapeutic approaches such as cognitive behavioral therapy emotionally focused therapy person centered therapy solution focused brief therapy family systems therapy and narrative and mindfulness based therapeutic practices her practice is trauma and attachment informed and she is also a queer friendly therapist for ms sukanya the client story and narrative are what's most important in understanding them uh thanks so much for being here with us today ma'am uh, we are really looking forward to our conversation today thank you uh, preeti and shweta i am looking forward to having this dialogue with you today so i think uh, a, a starting point where i'd like to you know open up this conversation is to first understand what are the challenges that are associated with being a single mother can you tell me a little bit about that uh, i think in india uh, where a heteronormative family model is still the most sought after and the socially approved form of marriage and family isn't it so single motherhood when perceived in that framework is seen as problematic and a deviation from a socially acceptable norm i think there are challenges at multiple levels for a single mother uh, from balancing roles and tasks to financial constraints social ostracization lack of adequate childcare support to being available for the child 24/7 emotionally financially and physically 
So that's a lot for her to deal with. Let me just elaborate on a couple of these challenges, if I may. Uh, let's start with the social acceptance bit of the status of a single mother. I think single mothers are often subjected to undue scrutiny of their lifestyle, are viewed with the lens of criticism and suspicion, often sometimes from their own friends who are partnered mothers and might view them as potential husband stealers. And this can be a very hurtful and an isolating experience because of which I think single mothers also start avoiding social gatherings. Uh, they are also vulnerable to sexual harassment in many forms from subtle to overt advances by predatory men who think she is available or considered fair game. Uh, some challenges I think which are specific to the Indian cultural context that I would like to focus on are that when there are weddings or pujas, a single mother is often considered inauspicious and is excluded from such functions. So there is the sense of diminished social capital and single women also find it very difficult to find uh, uh, homes on rent and will often have to take along a token male representative and this can be quite humiliating, further robbing her of a sense of agency. Uh, then there is the issue of dealing with mechanics, electricians, plumbers, etc. That can be difficult as men often assume that women don't have an idea about these things and might try to take advantage of her. The pandemic, I think, has just compounded issues for single, single mothers, as you can well imagine. Managing childcare, school schedules, salary cuts and, and unemployment have been huge sources of trauma for single mothers. Okay, alright, I think that was very, very comprehensive. So it threw light on so many different areas. Something else also that I'd like to understand is how does this experience of single motherhood actually vary based on the circumstances that led to the individual being a single parent in the first place? Okay, I think the circumstances leading to single motherhood could be due to many reasons. Death of a partner, divorce, separation, abandonment, single by choice or not, not living with a partner even. In the Indian context, death of a spouse is the most common cause of a single parent family, followed by divorce and separation. Unwed motherhood is a lot less common here. So the issues and problems of each group is bound to vary depending on the circumstances, like you rightly said, leading to single motherhood. While parenting in the world that we are living in is itself quite complex, the issues faced by single mothers are unique and also depend on what has led to the single parenting situation. A single parent who has been widowed, for example, is certainly looked at more favorably and kindly by society than someone who has sought the divorce or even an unmarried single mother. Society accords some kind of legitimacy, if you will, to a widowed woman being a single parent. While the challenges might remain the same since family and society uh, view a widowed single mother with more empathy and acceptance, it makes a big difference, I think. Uh, if the divorce process, for example, has been acrimonious, then that's very difficult for the single mother to process and move past custody and other legal issues at a whole other level of stress and anxiety here. Co-parenting then becomes extremely difficult to navigate for the mother. Uh, moreover, if it has been a love marriage, again in the Indian uh, context, uh, a love marriage without family support and consent, then it's extremely difficult for the single mother to get support from her family. Even if she does get it, grudgingly she has to bear constant barbs about her choices, making it difficult for her to grieve the end of her relationship and find closure. So anyway one looks at it, 
i think a woman is robbed of a sense of agency by family and society uh, some single mothers of course do have the family support in terms of finance or pastoral care and emotional support which makes the process slightly easier whatever be the cause of the loss whether by death or divorce grief processing is something i think is often ignored i find that the complex emotions around grief and loss get kind of overshadowed by all these everyday practical challenges that a single mother has to face okay all right uh, once again i think that was really really insightful and i'm so glad that uh, you know you brought up um, the uh, conversation around grief and loss and how it's very important to also address that i think that's something that's uh, extremely neglected uh, when it comes to the mental health of uh, single mothers as well right and uh, something else also that i'd like to understand is uh, in fact i had seen this in a couple of articles as well but um, what's your take on this how do the experiences of single mothers who are custodial parents actually differ from the experiences of non custodial mothers yeah i think this uh, subject i mean this part is often ignored a lot uh, because i think there's very little data available in india on non custodial mothers So whatever I'm sharing is based purely on anecdotal evidence and lived experiences of non-custodial mothers. Uh, they are not even acknowledged so on on various forums. So I think they feel invisibilized. So I'm glad you brought this up here. I think society may feel uncomfortable to acknowledge non-custodial mothers as they go against the image we build of who is a good mother. And possibly this also goes against the stereotype of you know mothers being the sacrificing. and selfless caregivers a stereotype that is reinforced in movies television serials etc in our country and i think systems of power and oppression like patriarchy victimize both men and women mothers are portrayed as nurturers and caregivers while fathers are seen as providers and somehow society maybe there's an implicit feeling that i get that society doesn't Uh, a trust that fathers will do a good job of nurturing and this puts a lot of pressure on single fathers as well non custodial mothers i think are often judged as selfish and unfit uh, to have had to have made the choice of giving up custody of their children and nobody thinks of the circumstances that might have led to it she might be unable to provide for instance financially or she might not have a supportive extended family or she might have a physical debility or mental health issues which uh you know makes her feel that the child is better off with the father uh but you know she has to justify her choices over and over again to everyone and ma- she's made to feel guilty for her choice mm, i think there are many feminist scholars also who have talked about the negative stereotyping of uh, non custodial mothers by society like you rightly mentioned i think the kind of information that we have about this whole conversation around custodial mothers versus non custodial mothers is really like just non academic data and like lived experiences and i completely agree with you on how within the indian context we really really need to um, you know build on the kind of systematic information that we have and i think something else that i'd also like to delve into is uh, you know when we talk about anything within the indian context i think socio demographic factors is something that just has to enter the conversation so um how do you think is uh, the experience of single motherhood is impacted by socio demographic factors this can include things like socio economic class caste and even um, you know belonging to the urban versus rural region as well absolutely i think this is a very important point I think as women we have had to navigate many matrices of power right like 
patriarchy, caste, class, religion and community. And the family institution uh, in Indian culture plays a central role in marriage practices. So while all women experience social isolation and stigma after a divorce, I think they must also account for how the intersections of structures of power like caste, class, gender and privilege play into how women are differentially affected or stigmatized. I don't have direct experience working with single mothers from the rural sector, but from what I've read and heard from those working with this sector is that there is differential treatment of single mothers who are widows and, and single mothers who have left their partners because of domestic violence. Those who have left or have been abandoned by their partners are under a lot more scrutiny than widowed single mothers is what I've heard even in the rural sector. So it's, I mean, it's kind of the same experience, I think. Uh, also, single women from low income groups may have unaddressed and undiagnosed mental health issues, making it difficult for them to earn a decent livelihood, you know. So poverty forces a single mother to work more in informal jobs that pay poorly and unable to provide adequately for her children. And this socioeconomic disadvantage, I think, has lifelong consequences, right? and has a adverse physical and mental health outcomes, apart from perpetuating the cycle of poverty. Uh, they also live under the constant fear of sexual victimization uh, that may not have many avenues for redressal. Having said that, I think some religions are more flexible and certain castes allow widow remarriage. Uh, for example, what comes to mind is a leveret marriage practiced in uh, Haryana and Punjab. But I think though it seemingly seems to be there to protect the widow, it's more to protect inheritance of property and caste endogamy. And it is set in a patriarchal framework. So I'm not sure if the consent of the woman is really sought here. I think that was a very insightful uh, overview of uh, the intersectional uh, demographic characteristics that can have an influence on the experiences of uh, single mothers. But moving forward, uh, there's some literature such as this 2013 paper that we came across by Russo and colleagues, which suggested that the challenges and the stresses that are associated with single mothering lead to single mothers reporting lower levels of mental, uh, sorry, lower levels of health status compared to mothers who are not uh, single parents. So along those lines, can you tell us a little bit about the mental health implications that are associated with being a single mother? Anecdotal evidence and research literature reveal that single mothers experience chronic stress ranging from mild to severe intensity because of increased financial burden, lack of adequate social support and stigma. I think often uh, chronic stress goes unnoticed because of competing responsibilities of childcare and running the household often with little or no help at all. Prolonged stress as we know keeps the body in the fight flight freeze mode which might lead to poor physical and mental well-being. And single mothers are more prone to inadequacy, isolation, uh, diminishing of social, because of diminishing of social capital, loneliness, anxiety, depression, PTSD, especially if there's been history of abuse, and sleep deprivation that itself causes, you know, many um, health issues. They are also so focused on childcare responsibilities that self-care is often inadequate and this too significantly impacts mental well-being. And one can't really pour from an empty cup for too long, right? Um, I also think that, uh, uh, you know, women in our society have been taught to endure suffering. Endurance is often a virtue in, uh, in the Indian culture. 
like you know they are told to adjust or adjust to difficult and toxic partners or in-laws uh, and also advised to focus more on others needs as though this somehow will make everything all right and I, so women are made to feel as if they are selfish to focus on self-care and this just adds to the burden of the guilt and sacrifice story that a single mother is already carrying and it becomes uh, you know more complex and difficult when single mothers have to care for example for children with special needs so that that becomes you know an entire different uh, story uh, single mothers need to be embraced i think as part of society and there needs to be a big overall of public perception and judgments uh, and community and family support both tangible and emotional support from an important they form an important role in supporting better mental health for single mothers Okay, alright. Um, something else I'd like to delve into is also how do you think the experiences of being a single parent actually varies between single mothers and single fathers? Yeah, this is a good question. Uh, social perceptions of single moms and dads vary vastly and is certainly not, it's certainly not a level playing field. They are held to different standards and face very different expectations from society. And I think there's a certain perception of an ideal mother as a nurturer and caregiver and that she's already suited for the job of parenting just by the virtue of being a woman, which puts a lot of additional pressure on the mother to live up to this romantic and idealized image. She's expected to dedicate her life to mothering. She's expected to handle everything because she's supposed to be this natural parent. Uh, I think men don't really face such rigid gendered role responsibilities. So for example, if the child acts up in school or is unable to keep up with academic work, then the single mom is viewed with a more critical lens than a single dad. She is immediately labelled as being, you know, negligent or less invested in her mother or more focused on her career, etc. Uh, if you look at single fathers, I think in our society, most single fathers have the support of their family and are looked on more kindly. Uh, they are often lauded and celebrated for being a single parent. There is more admiration and somehow it's looked at you know, as being noble for going above and beyond his role as a breadwinner. Sympathy and empathy is also there and less stigma for, I think, for a single father from family and society. Uh, it's also easier for a single father to find a partner as compared to a single mother. He is often considered a good catch while a single mother is seen as someone who comes with, you know, encumbrances or baggage. And uh, remarriage too is readily sanctioned by society for single fathers. Also in the case of a single father, if he decides to focus on his career, there is full support from the family and he is also able to find a work-life balance more easily. Whereas if a single mother decides to focus on her career, like I said before, society frowns on her choice and immediately labels her as a, you know, as a bad mother. That's truly unfortunate and uh, you know I really hope that the conversation such as the one that we're having today actually raises awareness and does something to you know change ground level uh, reality. Uh, going back to something that's come up uh, quite a bit throughout our discussion so far is uh, the role of uh, extended family and family support that is very much needed for uh, successful single parents, right? Uh, I mean, especially considering the fact that India is a collectivistic culture where strong extended familial ties are crucial to uh, how society functions. 
How do you think the experience of single mothers varies between individualistic and collectivistic cultures in light of the support that they get from their uh, extended fam- families such as the grandparents, aunts, uncles and so on? What do you think about that? As we often say, I think it takes a village to raise a child. The family is an important source of nurturing emotional connection and socialization. And if this is absent, it leads to a diminished sense of stability and well-being, both for the mother and the child. If the single mother does belong to a supportive extended family, then the process of mothering and caretaking can be a shared responsibility, you know. And this, apart from reducing the single mother's stress, is also more favorable for the child with other support systems to fall back on. Uh, But like I mentioned earlier, if the woman has married outside the community without the family's consent, then often families don't rally around so readily and provide support. And, uh, you know, they might often make the single mother feel like a burden. If there's no family support, it becomes that much more difficult to navigate the challenges of single motherhood. And most single motherhood, uh, I mean, single moms then depend on a strong network of friends because otherwise it can become a very isolating and lonely experience. Okay, all right. And what do you think are the psychological correlates uh, when, you know, single mothers attempt uh, a new intimate relationship through courtship or marriage? Well, it depends a lot on what kind of relationship the single mother is looking for. Uh, If it's a casual relationship, then I imagine that it might be a bit easier to find a partner. But single mothers are a lot more cautious about dating in general since they have to keep it under wraps from the children and their families till they're sure of the relationship. And they also have to protect themselves from predators who might think they're available, you know, or or what do you say, Uh, uh, or, or, or might think they're helpless. And I think they have to be cautious before introducing the partner to their children as a failed relationship might be difficult or traumatic for both the mother and the child. Uh, also, very few women are ready to take on the responsibility of the children too, though the reverse is not true. Single mothers are more ready to take on a single father with his children. So, most single moms prefer to date a single dad in the hope that he is able to understand the challenges of single parenting and what it entails. But I think it's difficult to find the right partner immediately. So it may require dating or meeting several partners before finding the right one. And this can be a very frustrating, time-consuming and tiring process. And often single moms just give up pursuing a relationship because they just don't have the bandwidth for this kind of process, you know. Um, Also, our society doesn't exactly make it easier for the single mom. And she's likely to be slut-shamed by family and friends. Children can often feel insecure and anxious in the beginning and might not take to the relationship immediately when when a single mom starts dating. So introducing the partner has to be done very gradually in a very sensitive manner. And trust is a big factor here because with the failed marriage as baggage, it becomes very difficult to trust or depend on someone well enough to bring them home to introduce to the family. And this also might be a long process. All right. And uh, speaking of the children who you briefly mentioned that this would be, uh, you know, anxiety provoking for the children and so on. Right. But apart from uh, the, the impact on the children when the mother attempts to uh, date somebody, 
in general what what do you think are some of the developmental implications of single mothering on the child and also if there are any such developmental implications at all w- what do you think mm, i think it's uh, been quite well established that uh, two parent families of course do provide more emotional resources to children as compared to single parent families uh it may impact academic performance i think as a single mother may not have enough time to focus on school work for example and this is a difficult period of transition no right for all family members moving from a two parent family structure to another and there are many adjustments to make for example lifestyle changes for the children and i think it's important to have an honest and open conversation with the child because we have to be cautious that they don't internalize the worry Uh, children raised by single mothers also have less time with their fathers and this i think can impact the child in many ways uh, if the child for instance has an inconsistent or very few quality interactions with the father uh, this impacts the social and emotional development of the child especially in the younger years leading to uh, an insecure attachment style perhaps uh, and if there are visitation and custody issues also in play then this makes it very difficult for the children to develop a healthy relationship with the other parent but this too can impact children's performance in school and peer relationships uh often times i think uh, you know when there's a disruption of the two parent family there are also disruptions in relationship with the extended family members because of separation and divorce uh so children must be helped to process this grief and loss also partnered mothers have another adult voice to share parenting challenges and bounce off ideas uh, and so playing the roles of both good cop and bad cop can be emotionally draining for the single mother i think leaving her with a very little leaving her with very little time to uh, you know develop a healthy loving relationship with her child and it can sometimes slip into a codependent relationship uh, the mother's focus for example on a child can be quite intense and this can put a lot of pressure on the child if the mother is having a bad day then sometimes children bear the brunt of her moods and this can be very difficult for the child to cope with having said that though the bond between the single mother and her child can also be emotionally strong and unique the child grows up seeing their mother shouldering everything single handedly and this can help the child become more independent self reliant resilient and they also learn to share responsibilities with the mother and deal with disappointments perhaps in a more mature way because they're thrown into the situation if the children are growing up with a supportive community then these interactions can also be very rich and varied all right and uh, you did briefly touch upon the attachment uh, of the child but how do you think the nature of the mother child relationship specifically is different for single mothers as compared to partnered mothers like i said uh, uh, I think the focus is a lot more uh, in, 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 in where single mothers are concerned. I think the focus is a lot more on the there is intense focus on the relationship between the mother and the child because, like I said, there is no other adult voice, right? So the single mother takes on the roles of both the mother and the father, and uh, it can be a boon and a bane. I think uh, depending on how how the single mother and the child navigate this relationship. 
Okay, all right. Um, so uh, I think this was a term that we uh, mentioned before as well, right? Uh, single motherhood by choice. So I just want to understand that in a little more depth through this question. So single motherhood by choice is basically a phenomenon where uh, you know someone decides to become a mother, knowing that they will be the sole parent of the child at least at the outset, right? And compared to women who are forced by circumstances such as divorce, separation, or widowhood to become single mothers. What do you think are the unique stressors that are experienced by women who opt to become a single mother by choice? Uh, the number of women, I think, choosing to become single mothers by choice, whether by adoption, surrogacy, or pregnancy through, you know, uh, donor sperm, is still a very small number in India. If I think of celebrities too, there are just a couple few names that come to my mind. One is, of course, Sushmita Sen, who adopted two girls, Sakshi Tanwar, who adopted a baby girl. And Nina Gupta was an unwed mother who decided to keep the child and in those days created quite a furor. Kudos to her for standing up to society. And Ekta Kapoor recently, I think, who used the surrogacy route. All these women except maybe Nina Gupta, I think, had the financial capital and family support that enabled them to make these choices. I can't really think too many families would be very supportive of this. Because in a society that upholds marriage as the only legitimate way to have a child, I see this as a very difficult process for women. Uh, it needs financial independence, a strong sense of self and resilience to stand up to the naysayers, right? Because society is judgmental of things that don't fall within the normative spectrum. And there are also practical issues about who will be a legal guardian to the child in case of any eventuality. And that's also something to think about. From what I hear uh, from some of the women who've opted you know, to be a single mother by choice. Uh, I think gynecologists are also reluctant to take on IVF for a single mother by choice because of the narrow definitions of ideal candidates like a heterosexual marriage or live-in relationship as defined by uh, ART, the ART bill and the surrogacy bill. Though these are bills, not laws, and so nobody can deny reproductive rights to a woman really. But as you can see, I think these laws and bills are skewed in favor of more of a more traditional family concept and doctors can also be judgmental and uh, one of my clients in fact said she was asked to get married and then approach the doctor for treatment along with the free lecture on morality thrown in I'm I'm also thinking there might be some systemic challenges that uh, you know li like a single mother by choice uh, might face in terms of government documents where the father's name is the primary choice and uh, school forms uh, and uh, also what about the questions that might be raised at school for her child to prepare her child to face questions and comments by peers about you know where is who, who, who is the father where is the father etc uh, like i said before i think uh, if a, uh, you know if a woman decides to become a single mother of uh, by choice uh, i don't think I, I think she has to think carefully about financial independence right because uh, you're unlikely to be supported by your by society or or your family for making such a choice and she also needs to have a strong sense of self and adequacy i think to carry this through because this is going to be a difficult process and resilience you know to stand up to society uh, because like i said it this doesn't form uh, you know fall within the normative spectrum so i think the if these three things are in place it it becomes that much easier for the you know for the woman to do it i think that really you know brought forth the highly uh, heteronormative and patriarchal 
नेचर ऑफ द सोसाइटी दैट वी लिव इन एंड ऑनेस्टली आई रियली होप दैट दर इज मोर एकेडमिक लिटरेचर दैट्स कंडक्टेड ऑन सिंगल मदर्स बाय चॉइस इन द इंडियन कॉन्टेक्स्ट सो वी नो अ लिटिल बिट मोर अबाउट देयर लिव्ड एक्सपीरियंसेस एंड द चैलेंजेस दैट दे फेस सो मे बी वी कैन नो हाउ टू रेमेडी दीस चैलेंजेस एट लीस्ट टू सम एक्सटेंट I would like to kind of reinforce what you said you know about being we live in a predominantly patriarchal society so I think that's a big factor that tilts the favor right in uh, that doesn't tilt the favor in uh, for single women and parenting roles and ideologies are also socially constructed within this normative framework right so women generally take on the nurturing roles while men take on the breadwinner roles and single mothers then will you know often find themselves in a difficult position where they have to play both the breadwinner and the caregiver so i think that is something an important point that you brought up um yeah moving on and sort of bringing our conversation to a close uh could you maybe tell us a little bit about some strategies uh, that could be used by single mothers that supports both their mental health and the mental health of their child Mm, because a single mother has so many responsibilities that she has to handle on her own it might be challenging for her to carve out time to spend with the child uh, but i think ensuring quality time with the child is very important so that the child feels secure and supported and this leads to a strong mother child bonding a uh, structure and routine are some things that are both very important for the child and helps if it's a collaborative process between the mother and the child surrounding oneself with a supportive warm community in the form of friends family and extended family is very important for mental well-being as you know where you can share a few laughs talk about your challenges and bounce off ideas uh, it's very easy you know to slip into a very insular kind of lifestyle for single moms so she has to ensure that she does something for her own well-being without feeling guilty me time i think is very important whether it is and necessary whether it's a hobby or a passion or solo travel so that all her activities are not child centric uh, so setting a healthy routine drawing healthy boundaries with children helps create the right atmosphere to resolve conflicts maintain discipline and may, maybe hold space for clear communication uh, if co-parenting is done without acrimony and hostility then this helps maintain harmony and contributes to better well-being not talking negatively about the partner to the child is also very essential so that they are not conflicted or forced to take sides offering unconditional love is very important as well because children often blame themselves for the divorce or uh, you know disintegration of the relationship so it's important for both parents to reassure the child that they are not to blame so finding a tribe reaching out for help building a social network adequate self care seeking professional help whenever needed all contribute to better mental well-being for both the mother and the child those are all some really good uh, actionable points that you brought up but in addition to that uh, how do you think support groups specifically can help mothers in coping with the challenges of single mothering yeah i think support groups are very helpful uh, in many ways for one uh, the lived experiences of a single mother when shared with others Uh, going through similar challenges these things aid in reducing a feeling of isolation and loneliness uh, they can also learn from each other's experiences on how to navigate uh, you know common parenting challenges and share insights and coping strategies uh, having a supportive non-judgmental space to be heard and understood is a very powerful cathartic experience uh, it also fosters a feeling of connection and community that as you know is very vital for 
mental well-being and many form long-lasting friendships in such groups the children too can benefit from such groups it gives them the opportunity i think to socialize with other group members children and share experiences of being children of single parents and this can make them feel less alone and isolated they can also find other uh, you know uh, adult mentors and develop close bonds with these adults and peers in such groups um i think so uh, but what i would like to add is some issues can be resolved with you know all this and with therapeutic interventions uh, while other systemic issues can't be resolved right like financial hardships role overload and social stigma so i think this is where uh, you know a support group comes uh, in handy where what do you what does one do about systemic challenges that can't be resolved in the way that you would like to be like it to be so those are questions that you know once once you have a space for this dialogue and discourse might leave women feeling uh, uh being left with much more of a sense of agency and control over their lives yeah absolutely and uh, you know often mental health professionals are accused of uh, not acknowledging that everything can't be solved by therapy so i think it's really great that you brought up the fact that there are systemic and social challenges uh, that you know uh, single mothers have to deal with which can't actually be resolved or aided through therapy or through support groups so i think in addition to uh, everything that you mentioned i think that was a really really important point and thanks so much for bringing that up and uh, yeah i think with that we come to the end of our really fruitful uh, discussion today once again thank you so much for taking your time out to be here and for so articulately giving us all of your inputs that really increased our knowledge of uh, single mothers and the different experiences that they have so thank you so much thank you preeti and shweta and uh, thank you for creating this space for talking about women and mental health uh, i would like to end with this uh, powerful quote by maya angelou if i may i quote each time a woman stands up for herself without knowing it possibly without claiming it she stands up for all women unquote so thank you both for standing up for women For today's research snapshot, I have a paper by Polman Schult and it was published in the Journal of Family Issues in 2017. This paper basically attempts to understand the life satisfaction penalty among single mothers. So yeah, there is another new term. So what exactly is life satisfaction penalty? Life satisfaction penalty basically refers to this very evident and significant difference between the levels of life satisfaction between single mothers and partnered mothers. Again, I've defined that within the context of today's study. So this difference has previously been attributed to, you know, the emotional and financial stress that might accompany being a single mother. To study the life satisfaction levels of single mothers and the possible factors that may influence the same, The author of the study gathered data from the European Social Survey or ESS. ESS is basically a biannually conducted survey which gathers high quality data from various countries. The author for this study employed the data that was obtained from the first 6 rounds of the European Social Survey. When it uh, when it came to the data of single mothers in the sample, the author collected data from mothers who had children. who were younger than 18 years old basically mothers who had children who were minors 
and using this data the author analyzed various micro level and macro level variables that could actually impact the life satisfaction levels of the participants in the study the author considered factors like um, you know partnership status and parental status of the individual and apart from this they also logged in various other variables that may influence the life satisfaction levels of women so this included the employment status education health status and even the age of the participant the collected pool of data consisted of three primary groups all right there were single mothers there were single women without children and partnered mothers apart from the above mentioned factors the authors also accounted for some macro level variables this included the policy level and systemic factors that may be influential when it comes to life satisfaction so this consisted of family benefits provided to the participant the levels of child care services the country's level of gender equality and the normative context that the participation the, that the participant is situated within the author is actually you know operationally defined each of these variables that is defined these variables within the context of this particular study and they've also mentioned how they went about measuring these variables right like when you think about gender equality the very obvious question that might come is how did the author measure it so the study actually consists of details of how actually they went about measuring each of these variables but you know explaining all of this in this very small segment is slightly out of the scope of this snapshot so i highly recommend that the interested listeners go and read the paper the methods have been provided in an extremely articulate and simplified manner it was really fun to read in fact now jumping into the results that this paper established the author actually found that there is in fact a difference between um single mothers and partnered mothers when it came to life satisfaction Single mothers scored much lower on life satisfaction levels when compa- compared to partnered mothers. However, this life satisfaction penalty was not uniform across countries. The level of life satisfaction highly depended uh, depended on the family policy that the country had and the levels of gender equality. In fact, the presence of adequate family benefits and child care services while fostering higher levels of gender equality ensured that the life satisfaction levels of single mothers were comparable to th- that of partnered mothers hence while previous studies attributed uh, this difference in life satisfaction to the absence of a partner you know in case of single mothers this study found that it, it was in fact related to more uh, related more to larger systemic factors the study further debunked this commonly held notion regarding the absence of a partner through mothering as a causal factor of dissatisfaction uh, causal factor of uh, dissatisfaction by very artfully cho- choosing the comparison groups it was found that yes there is a significant difference between the life satisfaction levels between single and partnered mothers however this difference was significantly smaller when single mothers were compared to childless singles or single women without children so to put it in other in other words their levels of satisfaction with a child was pretty much similar to that of um, women without single women without children by comparing single mothers to partnered mothers only previous studies ignored the very difference in satisfaction that may arise simply from the absence of an intimate relationship that the individual might have hence the author suggests that this difference in life satisfaction that we see between single mothers and partnered mothers may not just be because of the absence of a partner through mothering but simply because of the lack of an intimate relationship
considering the similar life satisfaction levels between single mothers and childless singles it is very possible that a large part of this dissatisfaction may have been rooted in being single rather than being a single mother furthermore more supportive families and higher gender equality seems to eliminate even the small difference in life satisfaction between single mothers and childless single women so i know that sounded really complicated but this basically indicates that in the presence of a supportive environment there is actually no disadvantage in being a single mother with a child when it comes to life satisfaction so yeah i think uh, um uh, this is pretty much all about today's study uh, i really found that the study was firstly so beautifully articulated once again i urge all of you to go and give it a read and it really addressed so many methodolo- methodological issues we had through previous studies uh, that was similar right i i really love how the author attempted to understand single motherhood within the larger and uh, the larger systemic factors which um you know is something that previous studies largely ignored because of the attempts to conceptualize how the absence of a partner may influence motherhood so yeah that was pretty much all about today's study preeti what do you think about this i am always a sucker for uh, well conducted large scale uh, surveys which from which you derive insights on specific issues so on that front i really like the study um i really found it interesting that uh, you know the uh, presence or absence of an intimate partner can make such a huge uh, difference to life satisfaction honestly who knew that being single came with such a such a significant uh, penalty on your life satisfaction but i mean jokes aside i think it's a really important uh, and very telling finding right uh, all of these different influences on the life satisfaction of mothers and what can actually be done from a policy making perspective to remedy these uh, challenges so i think that was really really um, interesting and insightful it was also really great that uh, the authors found a way to you know construct the study in such a way that they had these three different groups and so they were able to you know adequately understand where exactly the difference is what exactly is causing the difference between these groups and uh, so on and so forth so i think i mean ac- across research i think that's very important right like the way you uh, craft the design of the study makes such a huge difference to the uh, findings that you get and i think on that front the study did a really good job um but Uh, as always i think i'm left with the question of how would this play out in the indian context you know because they mentioned that uh, family support and things like that is a very uh, significant contributor to life satisfaction so in a collectivistic country like india does the family support really make up for all of the challenges that are faced by uh, single mothers or does the lack of gender equality and the staunch patriarchal norms that we live with actually you know in some way dampen these uh, effects of positive effects of having a supportive familial uh, structure so yeah i think that's what uh, that's that's what comes to mind when i heard uh, the research snapshot great job finding the study i really liked it I think it's always so hard to come up with one takeaway from these very very interesting and packed episodes that we have but um, yeah I think for me in today's episode one thing that really stood out was the fact that uh, there are all of these different systemic factors 
that influence uh, the experiences of single mothers you know and this was i think brought out through our conversation with mr kanya and also the research snapshot uh, so the systemic influences such as um, the degree of child care support financial support and uh, the documentation for government uh, documents and things like that i think that was uh, it's very important that we recognize these systemic factors and also address the fact that we can't actually remedy or aid mothers to uh, to overcome these factors in a therapeutic context because they are very much systemic in nature and uh, that being said i think it points to how much work uh, remains to be done at the level of policy making and uh driving systemic change in order to help uh you know improve the quality of life of single mothers and to a great degree um reduce the difference between single mothers and partnered mothers such that you know mothers are mothers at the end of the day right so yeah that's that's what i think what about you shweta yeah i completely agree with you and furthermore i think something that really struck a uh, chord with me was about how you know even when we talk about single mothers it's such a heterogeneous group like we have uh, mothers who might be single because of the death of their partners it might be mothers who might who are single because of divorce who left uh, an abusive relationship it could even be single mothers by choice and it can also include non custodial mothers right and i think uh, that in itself like that diversity just makes this conversation even more like or this Con- concept even more convoluted and i think this really threw a lot of light on the different kinds of challenges that each one of these groups might face and i think that's um, you know not only something i could take away with respect to just being more aware about the concept but also as a mental as an aspiring mental health professional right it's very important to actually accommodate for these differences when you um ad- address them within a therapeutic space or when you uh, address them for the purpose of awareness and things like that So like yeah I think that was one of my biggest takeaways from this episode. Yeah I definitely agree with you there that you know we really need to acknowledge the degree of complexity of uh, this issue when we actually discuss it. That's exactly what um, you know I was looking for as well. All right with that we wrap up this episode of the narratives where we discussed single motherhood. Please do take note that all the research studies and other sources cited in today's episode including the research study that we elaborated on in the research snapshot can all be found in the show notes below. While we hit the books to prep for the next episode you can make sure to stay tuned to all things matru by following us on all of our social media the links to which you'll find in the description below. We'll see you next time. The Narratives is produced by Matra, an initiative launched under the 2021 cohort of the Fortis Young Mental Health Advocacy Program by Fortis Mental Health.